Hello and welcome to the bonus episode of his film, Her Movie Podcast. But I'm afraid you won't be hearing the dulcet tones of Mr. George McGrath today, as it's just me, it's just Lauren. And what am I doing all by myself? Well, I am doing Lauren's Christmas Cheese Board. Now, everybody knows, each year, especially on streaming sites, you get an abundance of Christmas films. Most of them set around the similar sort of theme. Busy city girl, move somewhere smaller, meets a man in plaid, hilarity ensues, they end up falling in love, and oh look, it's Christmas, snowing, that crap. There's so many of these films, and some of them are really good, some of them are shockingly bad. So, my aim this month is to try and watch as many of them as physically possible, and then give them a rating on my cheese board. Now, I hear you ask, what is your cheese board? So, everybody knows you've got to have a mixture of different cheeses on that. And you start from the mild, which will be our kind of boring, give them a miss films, to our stinky and strong cheeses, which are the good ones. You should definitely sit down with your third bottle of Prosecco and those after eights you've been eyeing up. So... If it's a really good film, it'll get a Stilton. A good, okay film, it's going to get a cheddar. Might be a strong, might be a mild. That one can be a bit varied. A film that you can probably give a bit of a pass on, it's going to be a goat's cheese. A film that's a bit blur, send your nana back to sleep after Christmas dinner, you're going to be having a brie. But there is one dreaded cheese to appear on the cheese board and that is the Dairyly cheese slice. Now that is going to be reserved for the shockingly bad films so I'm hoping that I don't have to put myself watching through any of those but I at least have a cheese to give them if I do. So what film or in this case films am I doing this week? Well I am taking on the Netflix giants that are The Christmas Prince and The Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding. Now, as some of you may know, The Christmas Prince, Royal Baby is due out very shortly. So I am covering these two films to get us all up to speed with the franchise for the coming of the third film, which I will be reviewing with the wonderful... Ian Loring from one of our friendly podcasts at wearepodsyndicate.com from Film Bastards. So, don't take the name seriously. He is actually a big softy because he loves these films. So he will be joining me um, very shortly uh, in this series to go through The Christmas Prince, A Royal Baby. So, before we get started... Here's a little message from um, some of our friends, and we'll get going. Uh-huh. 
Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome to Film Bastards, a podcast where three friends, two of them married and two of them podcasting life partners, chat everything from new releases, trailers, news, and an eclectic mix of other film goodies. Oh, and many, many, many tangents. You can find them by searching your podcast provider or check them out on Twitter and Instagram by searching Film Bastards. You never know, you might like it. And if you don't, well, we don't really give a f- the year is 2017, and Alex Zam has directed The Christmas Prince. It's 92 minutes long, and it follows Amber, a struggling New York journalist who gets her big break when she gets to cover the coronation of Prince Richard of Aldovia. Think Prince Harry, less questionable uniforms. Seen as a bit of a playboy, bit of a bad boy. Will he actually show up for his coronation? We don't know. She ends up impersonating a tutor when they don't get an interview with him to gain access to the royal family and find out if all these rumours are actually true. It's, it's a fairly basic plot. Amber lies, is trapped by it, falls in love with Prince Richard and stands to lose everything if the truth comes out. Now, the good points of this is um, it was the wonderful honour Neefsi, I can't say her name, I'm very sorry, Neefsi, who plays Princess Emily, um, who has spina bifida. And she shows that having this is hard, but her character learns that she can still have a childhood. And it's lovely seeing this little girl going from being super serious and not very nice to just really embracing her childhood and making friends. Amber's a good journalist. She's clever. She she's go she's a go-getter. She wants to do the right thing and she actually genuinely ends up caring for the royal family and for Prince Richard. She wants what's best for them and she likes them, which is nice. It's always good to like your boyfriend's parents. It's going to stand you in good stead. What really stood out for me in this film was the setting. It is absolutely gorgeous. It's filmed at Pele's Castle in Sinai in Romania. It's got snow, it's got mountains, it's got vast scenery. And Netflix have really done the right thing in filming this in 4K. You watch on the TV and there's a sweeping scene of Prince Richard on a black horse galloping through the snow. And it just looks wonderful. It looks like something out of a fairy tale. The whole castle itself is beautiful. They've definitely picked the right setting for this film. What's bad about it is Prince Richard kind of looks like a puppy that's just been kicked for most of the film. Uh, there's a bad guy in it, Count Simon. And the minute he comes on screen, it's like, you're the bad guy. Nobody likes you. And it's kind of, that's pretty standard. Um, also, Amber, for someone who lives and works in New York, a huge magazine, there is a huge lack of diversity. And there's even less of it in Aldovia. She literally has a token friend. That's about the only person of colour who gets any lines in this. And she's barely in it. But my verdict on this is that it's inoffensive it's nice. 
It's a bit schmaltzy, but it leaves you with a good, nice, cosy feeling. I think it'll be really good for for families. It's Christmassy, but it's not too much. You can see your grandma enjoying it. The men are handsome. Everybody looks smart. Everybody looks, you know, healthy and cute and good. Nice family film. So, I would give this a rating. It's a mild cheddar. It's good. It's not amazing. But I feel there's something in there that everybody can enjoy on some kind of level. So, yeah, I think I would definitely give this another watch. I think it's good. And even if you just want to test out your 4K TV on some of these scenes, still worth it. So the next film we're going to go on to is A Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding. But first, we've got a message from some of the Pod Syndicate guys, and we'll be back in a couple of seconds. The Mulberry Boys, every Friday night, on the show you better know they keep it tight. ETL is back and the J-Strom's in the zone. Introduce the co-host, he doesn't do it alone. PCZ is about to hold court. You know he's on the headset, you can hear him snort. Pop culture movies, TV shows and games. Rotten Tomatoes reviews news and Blu-rays. Foggy don't play around, he will bust a drop fast. Welcome to the Entertainment Landfill Podcast. The Jason and Steven Show. It's the Jason and Steven Show. What? The Jason and Steven Show. It's the Jason and Steven Show. So the second film in this franchise was directed by John Schultz. It's the same length as the original, which is 92 minutes. And this is 2018, so it is literally set just a year after the first, which is nice, again, at Christmas. It's a nice little tradition, you're following on. Um, It's the exact same cast, except for the dad, which I didn't like. I didn't like this dad. He was so loud and he was so OTT. And the other guy just seemed... He seemed more like a dad, which sounds really stupid, but watch it, you you will get what I mean. Um, So this is now the royal wedding of Prince Richard and Amber. Um, But Aldovia is um, losing money really fast due to a modernisation scheme that the government's running. But, and it's, the, the country's just going to rack and ruin, but Amber figures out that that's not really what's happening. She thinks... There's some mischief afoot, and she goes looking. She's also really struggling with royal protocol. It's nearly her wedding. She's not allowed to wear the locket with her mum in it. She's not allowed to have the dress that she wants. Nothing is going her way and how she wants it to be. What I did like about this film was Richard was better in it. He had a little bit more personality. Um... He tries to be supportive of Amber. She is a modern woman. She, I feel like she's more of a modern woman than what you may see in other films. She's not pushy. She's she's not done in any kind of negative light, but she still has modern values, which I think is important. I see her as being more of a standard kind of career woman. Um, 
Princess Emily is now a computer hacker, apparently, but she's still good. She still carries people along. And Count Simon is back, but uh, he got a divorce and lost all of his money. So he's a nice guy now. The bad thing about this film is, like I said, the guy who plays the dad, bless him. I'm sure he's a lovely guy, but his dad in this was pants. He was so over the top, so loud. He just, every time you, he just overacted everything. He definitely went to the William Shatner school of overacting. Um... I don't know if they've told him to be like that because he'd be like, yeah, I'm a New Yorker. I'm here. Everything's just very, very stereotypical, which you didn't get in the first film. The first dad seemed really calm and wise and supportive. This one just seems to want to shout at everybody. It's not great. The wedding planner as well is completely ridiculous. No bride would look good in any of his creations. Um... But even then, the dress that Amber ends up getting married in isn't even as nice as the dress that she wore in the first film to go to the ball. Check them both out. It's so plain. It's really boring. And I get that she wanted simple and nice, but the simple and nice and wearing just something that doesn't look like a princess or a future queen should be wearing. I actually quite liked about how um, gay stereotypes aren't played up too much in this film. Yes, Amber has a gay best friend and he's fab, but he's not over the top. He's just a normal friend to her. They have the same interests. So of course they're gonna play up that, but it's it's not done in a ridiculous way, I don't feel. Um the con the wedding planner is a complete control freak, but nothing is ever suggested about his sexuality until the GBF starts chatting him up and you see a little bit of chemistry which again, ridiculous character but I still quite like the fact that his sexuality wasn't part of his whole being it was just a little oh, and he's gay doesn't have to be a big plot point doesn't have to be his OTT everything he's just a bit of a control freak and that was the main issue with him again it's it's good for all the family it's, an, it's got a nice Christmas tree in it. It's got some carols in it. It's got people coming together. It's got a little bit of heartache when you see people of Aldovia kind of struggling and turning against the royal family, but then it makes the ending feel nicer. I don't feel like it was as good as the first film, though. I just feel like it was maybe missing a little something. Um, so I'm going to give it a goat's cheese. It's nice. Not as great. But... Still enjoy it. So, those are the two films this week. Definitely, I think you should probably watch the first one. Maybe give the second one a a skip over. Unless you really want to see how the wedding goes. Um, me and Ian will be coming in soon to review the third one, Christmas Baby. But before I do that, no doubt there will be a few other films for me to review. If you have any requests i'm trying to do ones that are on netflix or are readily available on terrestrial tv um, i figure if i do this then it's easier for everybody to join in and be able to see um what we are doing but in the meantime if you want to have a chat with us 
head on over to our podcast uh, Instagram site, which is his film, Her Movie Podcast. And we've also got our Facebook site, which again is his film, Her Movie. And if you want to drop us a little email, then all you need to do is head over to your little email account. And our email for that is hfhmpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. The first time I've done anything like this by myself, really feel like I'm just talking to nothing. Even the cats abandoned me. So hopefully my crack hasn't been too shit for this. Let me know. And I will hopefully speak to you guys soon. Bye.